Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include my interview with Justin DeMola, president of Lenders One, on how collaboration helps those in the industry, and what Fed Chair Powell said on his trip to Capitol Hill yesterday. Today's podcast is brought to you by CWDL. When it comes to organizational finances in heavily regulated industries, the devil is in the details. Finding a partner who can extract actionable insights from complex data can mean the difference between sleepless anxiety and a clear-eyed understanding of what's ahead. CWL's mortgage industry-specific audit, accounting, tax, and consulting solutions help you better understand the present so you can plan for the future. They know what it's like to be in your shoes, so they take an entrepreneurial approach to your finances, helping you maximize profit and capitalize on emerging opportunities. Even amidst volatile markets and seismic industry shifts, CWDL is here with the guidance you need to see beyond today and make confident decisions about tomorrow. See what's possible with CWDL. Here at the Crispin Commentary, we receive our fair share of questions regarding mortgage-backed security statistics. Anyone doing research on them should check out FINRA's Reporting a Mortgage and Asset-Backed Securities, or Securitized Products, a little dry but packed with information. I mention this because, as we know, soon the Fed is scheduled to stop buying mortgage-backed securities every week. And for those of you who like graphs, you can check out the link to the Federal Reserve's balance sheet, along with the latest employment opportunities, lender and broker products and services, and conventional conforming ramblings at robchrisman.com. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome onto the show Justin DeMola, president of Lenders One Cooperative. Justin leads its day-to-day operations and strategic execution. With nearly 30 years of mortgage, consulting, and business development experience, he brings extensive leadership know-how to the role. He joined the organization in 2019 as vice president of sales and most recently served as managing director. Before that, Justin served in prominent positions at several independent mortgage banks, including chief operating officer at MLB Residential Lending, LLC, and president of the Hills Mortgage and Finance Company, LLC. He is a licensed mortgage loan originator and certified mortgage banker. In addition to his responsibilities at Lenders One, Justin serves as a resident certified mortgage banker instructor for the Mortgage Bankers Association's CMB Final Prep Course, where he shares his insight and support with current students. Justin serves on the Mortgage Bankers Association of New Jersey Board of Directors and is a member of the MBA MORPAC Committee. So even though this is not a sponsored interview, can you tell me the benefits to lenders of joining Lenders One to collectively tackle industry and business challenges? Yeah, so you know, L- Lenders One offers a lot of different benefits for our members, and you know, we really break it up into some different categories. And you know, when we look at um, you know the organization as a whole, you know, one of the things that the members uh, really like are the, is the return on investment uh, value add and. Lenders One over the past year has really transitioned into um, a full reseller of all the products and services that are needed to manufacture a loan, including from credit reports to verifications of employment and commit assets. And you know, we are seeing substantial savings for our members across the board for all of those uh, products and services. And you know, to give you an example, you know. We've been running flood for you know for 10, 12 years as a reseller and um, the economic uh, advantage ROI and that was strong. And you know, we have 
great member penetration. About 80% of our members are using the CoreLogic product that we resell. And, you know, we decided to bring on, you know, last year, year and a half ago now, uh, Equifax's work member verifications and having a huge pickup there and saving our members a lot of money, you know, across the board there. And then, uh, you know, now, now we're this full service um, credit and verification provider for our members and we're really leveraging the, the sheer volume of the cooperative, as well as the cooperatives, uh, you know, the whole philosophy of being a cooperative, you know, at, you know leveraging the, the total volume of, of or, or aggregating the total volume of all the members uh, to offer discounts to those who may not normally get them because of their size. So, you know, we have, we have those uh, value adds, which are, which are really strong uh, for our member base. And then we have, you know, our typical uh, provider, you know, our preferred provider agreements where our members get, you know, discounts on the products and services that they use every day, you know, uh, whether it's technology or compliance or sales, you know, sales tools, they're getting discounts there. And we have our whole capital markets group, which is uh, warehouse lines of credit, hedge advisory, trading platforms, preferred investors, um, you know, everything that, that falls into that capital markets bucket. And uh, you know, our members get dividends on, on the products and services that they use for those providers as well. Uh, and then we have our direct solutions. Uh, you know, it's, our, it's our title, our, our valuations group, our loan manufacturing and risk uh, insurance, as well as our uh, business process outsourcing. So, you know, we have a real complete offerings for our members that that will show tremendous return on investment as long as you know, the member wants to be engaged and, and look at what we do and how we do it. Um, and then when you look at you know the, the other piece of what makes letters one so great is is the networking and you know getting the members together and sharing the collective insights and the transparency for the members and you know, dealing with you know the C level executives and maybe one or two levels down really keeps the conversations confidential and you know, you'd be amazed to see that our members uh, could be the biggest competitors in a market area but they're the closest friends at our events and they share best practices and they have non-recruiting policies and packs between them so it's really nice to see the culture of lenders one and you know people grow their businesses using those collective insights and all of the information that's being shared you know, at our events and even you know, online and you know, off, off cycle events as well. Yeah. So you mentioned the evolution towards complete offerings for your members and members are able to share best practices as part of, you know, collectively tackling industry and business challenges. What issues or topics are top of mind for your members currently? <laughs> that, that's a trick question. Um, as we, as we enter uh, slow, higher interest rates, margin compression, lower origination volumes, um, now, again, we're in a very cyclical business and in a normal world, right? People are, you know, past two years, people were looking, you know, I'm not saying that was normal, but past two years, people were looking for efficiencies, right? How can they, how can they keep their process efficient as well as keep their employees on, on staff, right? Not jumping ship going for, for a higher paycheck and then also maintain the culture. You know, that's, that was last year's problem for the most part, right? And that is now coming to a little different piece of, of the puzzle here for the new challenges that are being raised, whether it's you know, the, the increased rates, the lower margins, 
um, the overcapacity, and then the fear of increased regulation. So when we look at where our members are doing, I think you know, one thing that that can pull through from all of you know, the, the past three years and where we're going to go moving forward is efficiencies, right? And how do we give our members technologies and efficiencies that can make them more profitable? And what can we do to, to help them there and uh, keep their you know, keep their costs down when margins are being compressed? So a lot of automation, a lot of technology. You know, we've created our own technology called Mola, which is lenders one loan automation. And that is, um, you know, that's a pretty cool technology that basically delivers the products and services uh, that we resell in an automated fashion uh, without any human intervention for our members. Uh, but that's really a full end-to-end tech stack with a POS you know, all the way through a first payment solution. So again, really trying to help our members uh, create efficiencies through technology. The best part is most of the stuff that we're doing for our members in, in that area is, is free to the members. Um, as long as they're using our products and services, we're not charging them for for these technology enhancements, uh, and that's a real breath of fresh air for them because a lot of them were paying you know thousands of dollars and, and month and monthly fees for robotics and implementation fees from some other providers. So um, that's a that's a really hot topic. A member called me five minutes before we spoke today. Can you help me get more loan officers? Right? How, how can I recruit better loan officers? So, you know, obviously people made a lot of money in the past couple of years. They have some money to invest in the technology. They have money to invest in their staff, you know, to, to make sure the top of funnel is full. So, you know, you look at that. And then, and then finally, I think the last piece of this is, is really uh, the regulation. Where, where is the new administration going, whether it's affordable housing or fair lending? You know, people have concerns and I don't think there's enough signs on where everything is going. I mean, we all, have an idea of where things are going, but there's been nothing, you know, said or spoken specifically about new requirements other than maybe the state CRA requirements, but but that's more issue right now. But we're seeing it in New York, California, a couple other states coming on. For those that have been in the industry for a while, I guess myself included at this point, we we all know that market cycles are just a part of this industry and it's a very cyclical industry. And for lenders, the important thing is to have good fundamentals in place uh, and be able to scale their operation both up and down. So I would ask you, what are some ways you recommend independent mortgage bankers, banks, and credit unions to improve their profitability and compete against larger, well-funded industry participants? Yeah. I I love your reading our mission statement. That's great. (laughs) It's it's awesome. You know, what do we look at at the cyclical nature of our business. Again, I've been in this business almost 30 years, which is which seems like it's just a blur, right? There's there's always these highs and lows, but I think we're going to see um, probably the largest extremes that we've seen in a long time, or potentially ever. Um, so you know, I think there's there's going to be a lot of changes that are coming to the industry. I think we're going to see um, a lot of unfortunately staff reductions. And what I what I tell our members is make sure that they're prepared. Right, have a plan in place, and you know, figure out how you're going to trigger what you need to do to make maintain your profitability you know, on a staffing wise. Uh, staffing wise, but you know, also you have money, invest in technology, increase your efficiencies because that's important, right? And you know, in a normal cyclical nature of the business, you know, you can always have you know, 80% of your staff or 70% of your staff as, as employees, and then outsource certain portions of it, and then dial that in when you need to. Um, this is going to be a little bit different. 
where we're going right now and, and what are the volumes? No one knows, right? Well, we know that there's demand for housing, but there's not enough housing right now. So where where is this going to go and, and where is it going to level out to a, to a, some sense of normalcy? So when I talk to the members, it's, it's really just have a plan in place. Understand what that plan is. Make sure you're prepared to execute on that plan. Um, you know, for for your strategy in terms of your staffing and then figure out ways to to look at technology to increase the efficiencies and make sure that you can operate your business with less people uh, or at less cost you know to keep your profitability and then you know obviously the the holy grail of of, of our industry is keeping it on top of your your sales funnel full right what can, what can you do to to become innovative and and keep the borrowers coming to you and and chip away at market share every year, right? And one of the good things that I tell a lot of our, our customers is the fact that you know, when it's, if there's a trillion dollars of, of whether it's a trillion dollars of originations or five trillion dollars of originations, you know, you're just a small little player in this market, right? So you got zero 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 one or point zero 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 one market share. You know, you double that, you're, you're a happy camper. So you know, just there's always enough. You know, efficiency here, but you got to figure out better ways to get them. And you know, we try to help with that as much as we can, depending on each individual entity's uh, business model. You know, where where are they? Are they a bank? Are they credit union with with depositors? And that's a different that's a different model, obviously. As an independent mortgage banker, who needs to either develop referral relationships or, or get out in front of the customer first. Certainly, and at the expense of throwing a certain company. A large wholesale lender from Michigan under the bus here. I, I think. <laughs> Wait, which one? Which one? <laughs> Alphabetically, which one? Which one? <laughs> I think that the competition in this industry is always friendly, and people aren't necessarily looking to suck the air out of the room. So maybe I should have opened with how do companies sharing ideas sometimes with competitors, you know, help help everyone. Ultimately, you know, Robbie. At the end of the day, we are all here to serve. In the homeowner, right? And you know, I've I've mentioned some things to you offline about about competition, and I posted stuff online. You know, some of some of my best friends in the industry were always my biggest competitors. Some of my very good friends now are still competitors of ours, um, you know, at different levels. But you know, I think when you can get two or more groups of people together to work on best practices, right? There'll be enough market share for everyone. But you know. Know your swim lane, right? And if if you're better at, at government loans and someone's better at conventional loans or whatever it is, obviously everyone wants everything. But if you really know what you're good at and you stick to what you're good at and your strategy, you help the homeowner, right? So if we can share technology or we can share best practices, I mean, uh, you know, I, I I mentioned something to a competitor this past week about about licensing that they were they weren't aware of, um, and they've been in the business. They're not going to too deep, but they've been in business for for you know, 15, 20 years and, and didn't realize that there was a certain state that need, they needed a specific license. Again, it's about helping people, right? And it's building relationships and working together. And, and again, our we all have a common customer, and that's the American homeowner. Yeah, definitely. I think that the mortgage business is all about putting people into homes, uh, making it affordable for them, and and really helping them achieve that dream of home ownership. So let's close with this. Uh, I'm going to plug Lenders One very quickly and I'll give you a chance to do it as well. I actually have a 
day job in the mortgage industry that is in this podcast and writing the daily newsletter. The reason I have that job is because I was able to network at a Lenders <laughs> One event in Miami uh, back right before the pandemic started. And oh, so you're, okay, so you're in Miami with us. I was in Miami with you back in 2020. Uh, you have the Lenders One Summit in Phoenix, Arizona next week. You've said that it's the event of the year. Can you tell people uh, what they're missing if they're not going? Well, so the event is going to be you know, a typical Lenders One event with a bunch of fun surprises and activities, tons of networking, education sessions. Um, you know, we're, we're here to help our members really survive uh, moving forward, or I shouldn't say survive. We're here to help our members, you know, compete moving forward with, uh, you know, with the larger, more well-funded uh, financial institutions out there. You know, we'll have Jim Craig is our Monday keynote. Uh, I think it's one of the limited outside appearances. Casey Crawford is speaking uh, on Monday as well, which is which is great that we were able to get Casey to come on board. Um, you know, we have you know, Doug Duncan, Joel Kahn, we have uh, Rob Chrisman. Uh, all industry veterans and, and well-respected uh, speakers that will be on site, that will be helping our members, teaching our members, working with our members to create value across the board. And then ultimately, you know, we, have our, we have our Monday night event, we have our Tuesday night event, and just a ton of fun and a great way to build culture and make new friends. I wish you luck at that event and uh, hopefully I will see you on the road sometime soon. And I really enjoyed this. So thanks for making the time. Yes. No. Awesome. Awesome. I truly appreciate it. Thank you for your time and uh, the opportunity. Rates up, down and all around where it'll stop. No one will know. While fighting in Ukraine shows no signs of abating, Fed Chair Powell headed to Capitol Hill yesterday where he said inflation is not transitory. The Fed is still planning to raise rates in March and is prepared to move more aggressively at future meetings with a 50 basis point hike should inflation pressures persist. And the effects of the Ukraine invasion are impossible to model. Aiding the pullback yesterday was a very positive ADP jobs report. The economy added 475,000 private employer jobs in February, and the January number was revised upward from negative 300,000 to positive 500,000. Although the current focus of rates is on the Russian invasion, yesterday the Fed released its March Beige Book which described the overall pace of economic expansion since mid-January as modest to moderate, with some districts reporting weaker demand in the hospitality sector. Consumer spending weakened since the last report, while manufacturing grew at a modest pace. Supply chain issues continue to limit activity, especially in construction. Banks reported weaker financial conditions and no change in demand for loans. Some districts reported difficult growing conditions, and employment increased at a modest to moderate pace, while prices continued growing at a robust pace due in part to rising input and transportation costs. Today's busy calendar is already underway with some labor market indicators in the form of job cuts from Challenger for February, in at 15,245, nearly a record low, and weekly jobless claims down 18,000 to 215,000 with continuing claims in at 1.476 million. We've also received Q4 productivity and unit labor costs, unchanged at 6.6% for productivity, but labor costs were up 0.9%. Later today includes another trip to Capitol Hill for Fed Chair Powell, when he testifies before the Senate Banking Committee on the Monetary Policy Report, as well as several more economic releases. Final February Market Services PMI, February ISM Non-Manufacturing PMI, January Factory Orders, Freddie Mac's Primary Mortgage Market Survey, and a mini-refunding by the Treasury consisting of new threes and reopened tens and thirties 
for $48 billion, $34 billion, and $20 billion, respectively. Besides the Fed chair, today also includes two Fed presidents speaking, Richmond's Barkin and New York's Williams. The desk will purchase up to $2.9 billion of 30-year MBS, ranging from 2.5% to 3.5%, and the Treasury will conduct its last purchase operation of the week when they purchase up to $1.6 billion of 7-year to 10-year coupons. We begin the day with agency MBS prices up an eighth and the 10-year yielding 1.84 after closing yesterday at 1.87%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. A reminder about how important perspective is. An Irishman, an Englishman, and Julia Roberts were sitting together in a carriage in a train. Suddenly, the train went through a tunnel and there were no lights. The carriages went completely dark. Then there was a kissing noise and the sound of a really loud slap. When the train came out of the tunnel, Julia Roberts and the Irishman were sitting as if nothing had happened, and the Englishman had his hand against his face as though he'd been slapped. The Englishman was thinking, the Irish fella must have kissed Julia, and she missed him and slapped me instead. The English fella must have tried to kiss me and actually kissed the Irishman and got slapped for it. And the Irishman was thinking, this is freaking great to be sure. The next time the train goes through a tunnel, I'll make another kissing noise and slap that English jerk again. Thanks again to CWDL, providing industry-specific audit, accounting, and tax solutions that help you better understand the present so you can plan for the future. See what's possible with CWDL. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcasts from.